Hi, guys. Um, you're listening to PS Tape Recorder. This is Neil Brennan, which I should have said at the top of this. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Jamie Lisso discovers celebrity treatment and his friend and co-star Rob Schneider. Rob was driving through and he hit this guy with his car, like sort of a, a guy wandering around and um, drinking a beer, like a, kind of a homeless guy. And the cops came and were like more worried about Rob than the guy on the ground. And that's like a true story. So great to talk to Jamie. I interviewed him last year for City Pages up there in Minneapolis, but it was not convenient to record that interview for the podcast. But uh, we have him this week, and it was an awesome chat. Song of the Week is from Zella Day. I think you're going to dig that one. It's another one of those where I was in a clothing store with my daughters, and I uh, asked my phone, what song is this? And I think you're going to enjoy it as well. But first, as always, to start us off, we have some kind of a dumb bit. So there's a little bit of a controversy, as our uh, British friends say here this week in Cincinnati. Maybe this is happening where you are. Apparently, and this comes up from time to time, there is a supplemental census going around, and um, a lot of folks are upset about it, uh, like this guy who was on our local news. Oh, I thought it was junk mail. I was getting ready to throw it, and then I noticed it says U.S. Department of Commerce. The letter explained it was the American Community Survey, an expanded census form sent to three million families every year, and not just on census years. That second voice is the voice of one of our local consumer affairs reporters, John Matteris of Channel 9. Nice guy. Interviewed me about, gosh, 20 years ago for an article about local music or a story they were doing about local music. They're on the Channel 9. So anyway, um, uh, some of the questions seem a bit invasive. Uh, well, for instance, here are some of the questions. Are you married, widowed, or divorced? How do you get to work? What time do you leave for work? And what's your annual income? That's a classic setup, setup punchline, right? I mean, uh, back in the 70s, National Lampoon Magazine did a parody uh, of the 1976 census and asked all these crazy, silly questions like that. And that right there, you know, are you married uh, or widowed or divorced? Well, okay. How do you get to work? Well, okay. Yeah. Um, so what time do you leave for work? <laughs> do you lock up your valuables? Okay. So traditionally, conservatives have been very weary of the census. We shouldn't have the census. It's none of their business. Well, it's in the Constitution. But uh, our conservative friends do have a point. It... Um, you know, it really, it is only it was originally intended just to count the population to figure out, you know, representation in, in the Senate and in the House of Representatives. Uh, so, and it's it's morphed over the years to be a thing to help, you know, find out where we should direct resources, which is okay. But I can see where people would think it's invasive, especially with that last question. Holy crap! When do you leave for work? That's not suspicious at all. And you know, Republicans aren't gonna, you know, uh, aren't gonna uh, uh, rob you. Uh, you know, if, if they're going to rob you, they're going to either suppress your wages, send your job to China, or gamble your retirement on Wall Street. So, you know, they're, it, when they're asking these kinds of questions, which they have done so uh, with this other form that came in our mail, uh, it's a little different. So here, here's what happened. My wife is a registered Republican, and she got this thing. She asked me, she goes, do I need to fill this, this thing out? Oh, and by the way, our consumer affairs guy said it was a legit form, and he said that, yeah, it is a bit invasive, and the Commerce Department says you have to fill it out. And he said, well, just fill it out the best you can, and you can leave some blank, and then they won't hassle you. But I thought that was interesting. Anyway, uh, so my wife's a registered Republican. She gets this thing, the 2016 Congressional District Census. <laughs> they wanted to fill out some things. And it, it's, it, I mean, it, she's a registered Republican, and, I, and the, the idea behind is they want to find out what Republicans are thinking because, you know, they think we, we can't all be crazy. 
And so um, it's it delivered to her. I was going to fill it out for her, but um, it has her name on it, and there's a barcode, and I don't want to do that. And um, Although I thought I could redact her name and the barcode and just fill it out with all kinds of crazy, silly stuff. But anyway, so section one, very straightforward. Um, uh, let me see. Do you, do you identify yourself as conservative, Republican, independent voter? Okay, on and on. Uh, do you plan on voting in the 2016 election? Uh, three, uh, yes. Do you plan on voting for the Republican nominee or the Democratic nominee? It doesn't say um, a third party, which is, I think, think fascinating. Yeah, or a third party. Not on there, just undecided is the third choice. Uh, if yes, do you plan on casting? How do you plan to vote is the other one they're asking. Uh, any interest in serving as a volunteer? A, your age category. Question seven is where do you get your news from? A lot of choices. Uh, the network's. Uh, from friends, not Joey and uh, and Chandler and, and those guys, but I think actually your friends. Uh, local news, uh, internet blogs, Twitter, things, some things, your choices there. And then here it gets interesting. All right, here we go. Do you agree that Republicans must do all we can to reassess our strategies and tactics, tactics to help us win the 2016 race for the White House? Your choices are yes, no, no opinion, and they left off a fourth one, duh, all right, so and then do you agree uh, with those that say our party must work hard to do it all levels to lead uh, our, to put our message to specific constituencies, including minorities, women, and young voters? Again, yes, no, no opinion. Well, here's the problem is that since at least since 1980, uh, all of your policies have worked to go against uh, most of the folks in those categories. So I don't know how you're going to you know square that circle. And then it gets better. Do you believe the Republican Party should continue to embrace social issues, or are these issues too divisive? And it, and it's a embrace too divisive and no opinion on your choices. How about like shit? No, leave it alone. It's it's none. And of course, the very conservative wing of the Republican Party, our uh, our libertarian friends, of course, would find this completely silly. It's like who, who cares if we're not bothering anybody? Who cares? And I think that's why a lot of progressives can respect a lot of uh, libertarian ideas, not all of them, but some of them, the fact that, hey, don't, don't, no one wants to be hassled, basically. All right, so here, this is the best one. Question 11, please register your opinion on the following social issues, and then one is support, two is opposed, and three is no opinion. So here we go. School prayer, uh, ban burning of the flag, ban human cloning, ban abortions, faith-based initiatives, fight against same-sex marriage, Ban federal funds for birth control. Oh, and just one more time, ban funds for federal abortions. Or ban funds for abortions. Abortions on there twice! Oh my god. Now, understand that I get the argument. We can have a discussion about that. I get the passion. I get what the, why the other side feels the way they do. Uh, the answer is still no. A woman still can decide. But we can still discuss that. You can, you know, you can still put your, your idea out there. You can put your point of view out there. That, that's fine, but it's on there twice. Banning of the flag, who cares? We do have a First Amendment, you know. I know you're all focused on the Second Amendment, but we do have a First Amendment, kids. Faith-based initiatives, I mean, we can talk about that. Uh, fight against same-sex marriage, shit, no! What are you, nuts? Oh, my God. So this is in school prayer. Uh-uh, no. You can't have Sharia law and you can't have school prayer. Case closed. Thank you. Then section two, uh, do you think the country is moving in the right direction? And then the second question there is they want you to rank uh, the issues that are important. Uh, the usual suspects, economy, jobs, government expansion, gun, government expansion, I like that. They don't just say, like, well, I guess anything would have been suspect, I guess, size of government. But size of government's a good one. Government expansion, I don't think, is a good one. Gun control, education, it's all the, all those things are on there. And then it has you uh, say, which of the following uh, do you feel, which, which party do you feel best handles these? And there's war on terror, uh, Republican or Democrat, I would say pretty equal, pretty hawkish Democrats out there. Economy and jobs, taxes, health care. Gun control slash Second Amendment. And I was just listening to Mars show about this, and this guy's trying to say, oh, these, these Democrats in the Congress want to ban, they want to repeal the Second Amendment. No, they don't. Mars put this beautifully before. 
uh, Democrats love guns only slightly less than Republicans. And Marr owns a gun. Rachel Maddow owns a gun. Michael Moore owns a gun. Showed his NRA card to Charlton Heston in, I believe, was Bowling for Columbine. Uh, Paul Begala uh, owns a gun. So uh, Democrats love guns too, people. Bernie Sanders owns a gun. Knows that there's people around him in his constituency up there in New England that own guns. Okay, so stop that nonsense immediately. Uh, then we get down to domestic issues and uh, so forth. But I, I just find this whole thing fascinating. Uh, when we get to Section 3, domestic issues continue. Do you favor efforts by Republicans in Congress to cut the present corporate tax rate, currently one of the highest in the world, by the way, you should know that, in order to help bring more businesses back to the U.S. where they can invest those dollars and expand their operations, creating jobs, which they won't do. They've had tax holidays before. They brought the money back. Thank you very much. Good night. Now, that being said, and we've reported this many times on this show, if you talk to economists, uh, both from the left, the right, the center, whatever, they say corporations should not pay taxes. All of them. That's the thing, because they say that does disincentivize uh, growth. Who you should tax is the people that work for the corporation, so the CEOs and all those people. Those people should be taxed, and maybe even at a higher rate. But the corporation itself should not be taxed, because then they're, they get, I guess they're encouraged to, you know, instead of paying themselves bigger salaries, they plow it back into the business, and, you know, that helps them as well as their workers. So that's that's just an aside this week. That's something we can discuss. So um, let me see. What here's, I'll just pick some at random here. The Obama White House, Hillary Clinton, the Democrats in Congress are aggressively pushing uh, in a higher federal minimum wage. Oh, here we go. Do you feel that forcing employers to pay a higher wages will hurt or help the economy? Well, I think it'll help, number one. Here's the thing I don't understand. Please explain to me, my conservative friends out there, maybe we'll get someone sane like, uh, like, like Tim Slagle or Matt Palumbo on here who've been on the show before who are conservative guys who, are, who aren't nuts. Please explain to me why you beg people to get jobs and get off assistance, but as soon as they show up at the job, you tell them we're not going to pay you enough to get off assistance to pay your rent and stuff. And it, it's just a matter of bringing up the bottom end. You know, if you're working at McDonald's, no, you don't need to live in a, you're not going to live in a, in a mansion or, a, you know, a 12-bedroom house. No, but you should be able to pay your rent and buy food, and then, it, then as you move up the chain, you become the manager. Maybe you move into a three-bedroom ranch. It, it works like that. Just bring up the bottom end a little bit. Sorted. I don't understand why and this, this bullshit about, oh, well, it's, it's not supposed to be a permanent job. No, it's a job. If you're doing the job and you show up, you should get paid. All right. I've gone on enough about this, um, but um, what else is on? We have some security questions on here as well. But here's my point with all this craziness, is that a lot of people are going to be dancing on the grave of the Republican Party because it's on life support. It's an intensive care. It's a, a party still, despite what they say, it is centered on angry white men. And we're, we're running out of those. I'm one of them. And I'm not even I'm not even the angry white man category. I'm a white man. I'm over, well, I'm 50. And and I, so I fall in that category kind of. But you don't even have me. So what are you going to do, people? And we need a, a reasonable Republican Party. Oh, I want y'all to, to, you know, um, to check out a fellow named Matt Palumbo. He's a kid who's been on here before. He's a young man. He's in his 20s. He's a conservative, but he's not nuts. He was on our show a long time ago, and I asked him all these things about what Republicans believe, like the thing that if we lower taxes, it'll increase revenue. And he's like, no, nah, that's really not true. We've oversold that one. That's not, that's not the way it works. And he's an economics, uh, he was an economics major, I believe. So they're not crazy. They're, they're, we do need Republicans to temper government to say, hey, well, maybe you, you don't need government doing this thing. And there's certain things I think we do need government, things that have the profit motive, prisons, medicine, things like that. But maybe there's things that, you know, a private sector does do better. Maybe the private sector should build roads. I don't know, but we can discuss things like that. But enough of the crazy nonsense. 
Should we fight same-sex marriage? Should we not pay people? That's No, that's off the table. You can discuss regular things if you want and should because, you know, my fear, if we get all Democrats in there, you know, then all kinds of crazy crap's going to happen. Because think about this, and comedians have told us this before in interviews when we ask them about writing. You know, we say, it, it, how long does it take to write a good joke? And they'll be like, you've got to sit there and go through like an hour's worth of stuff to get to that one nugget. And I think that's the way it is in, in government, is, you know, you've got to go through a lot of really crap. Well, business people will tell you this. You've got to go through a lot of crappy ideas to get to the one good idea. And I think it's important for Republicans to be there to say, hey, that is, might be a crappy idea. You know, and, and here they're just destroying uh, that and destroying the you know the way this country worked for most of its history. All right. I don't think there's anything funny about that, and I apologize. So let's move on to something that is funny, our interview with Jamie Lisso. This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. And this just in, go to any of our Home Shirts websites, use the code COMEHOME, all one word, and receive 20% off for a limited time. Now, on with the show. Jamie Lisso is a stand-up comedian you may have seen on one of the late-night talk shows. He was also on Last Comic Standing a couple of years ago. Headlines clubs all over the country, or you probably know him best from Real Rob, the Netflix series starring Rob Schneider. Here now is our interview with Jamie Lisso. Good, good, good to talk to you again. Um, I'm glad we got to do it this uh, this way because last time uh, I got off the phone with you, I'm like, crap, I should have had him on the podcast. So I will ask you now, can we record this conversation for my podcast as well? Oh, sure, man, awesome. absolutely. Is cool. my... Audio okay? I'm like in the craziest place right now, man. Like, I was in a hotel room and I was going to answer your call. Yeah. And they literally, like, I don't know what's happening, but someone apparently brought home a jackhammer last night. (laughs) And there's a jackhammer. So so I'm walking, and I hope you can hear me. But yeah, yeah, I I totally have no problem with that. It sounds great. Um, Oh, good, good. I stole one of the tape recorders from my day job, and um, I'm using that in my car, which I call the portable studio. Um, to get this, <laughs> to get this knocked out. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So last time we spoke, um, I forgot you're a you're a Buffalo guy, and um, I, we were yeah, just, well Rochester, but Rochester. but I do I don't mind saying Buffalo. Western New York. That's right. Yeah. Um, I knew a couple. It's guys. It's almost the same thing. Yeah, I knew a couple of guys. I think one of the gals I work with is from Rochester. Not that I think about it. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. And a couple of guys I knew from college uh, were from there as well. Um, Rochester and Buffalo both. And uh, a friend of mine dated a guy from Rochester. I remember she drove all the way from Cleveland her senior year of college to go visit him. And I remember her saying he wasn't wow, it's, he wasn't that into her, as our friend Greg Barrett would say. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Well, I, Rochester, I, I feel like, is, is not a bad place, but it's the kind of place you grow up yeah. looking for an exit. Right, right. Like, you, you grow up thinking you're going to move. You know, certain places, I don't know what it's like for you, that, but... But, like, with with those places, man, like, guys that grew up in L.A., they're like, yeah, I just, like, stayed here, and it's great, and I live right. in my parents' house, down the road, and in Rochester, you're like, I did it! 
I got out of there, you know. Well, I grew like, up you in had to... I grew up in Cleveland, but I ended up in Cincinnati, so it wasn't really like I got out, you know, out of something terrible into something a lot better. I just it's, it was like, <laughs> like trading steak for steak, as they say. I do feel like you guys have more pride, though. I feel like the Clevelanders I know, and I know one comedian that lives in Cincinnati, and he's a successful guy, man. His name's you know Josh Need. Oh, well, Josh, good people friend of do ours. like. Or is that Columbus? Am I? No, Josh is Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I I work for Josh actually. With oh, really? His, with his T-shirt company. Yeah, my wife and I run the Cleveland uh, part of his uh, home shirts, uh, Cincy shirts T-shirt enterprise. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So um, yeah, we do have a lot of pride, and we were we had this discussion last time. We, my wife and I, and, and our family went up to Buffalo in 2014 to see Vampire Weekend at the Harbor Front. And we loved Buffalo, and the th- biggest thing that surprised us is people in Buffalo don't really like Buffalo. <laughs> We're like, why? It's not bad here. This yeah, place. It's okay. When you visit, we only show you small parts of it. That's so true. So you come back. Yeah, we, we saw this hip neighborhood. It's close to Niagara Falls, which I guess really isn't proper Buffalo, but still it's there at Fort Erie and all that stuff. It, it was nice. We had a really great time. Yeah, dude. So. That's true, but you're you just nailed it. Like we take you to Niagara Falls, yeah. <laughs> we don't take you to like where the, the first forty-eight was filmed. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so that you got yeah. a very specific tour, like when the real estate agent drives you the back way to show you the house. You know, that's yeah, what we're doing. yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, but uh, a lot of kinship between the Great Lakes cities, I guess. Yeah, but so where, so where are you now? You're, are you in Cincinnati? You're in Cincinnati right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's funny you say like you grow up someplace moving. I mean, I wouldn't. And I've told my mom this over and over again because she thinks she's convinced my brother wants to move back to Cleveland and steal our house. And I'm like, no, mom, he doesn't. He lives in Reno and he's very happy. And he does not want to steal it. Um, I I loved growing up there in suburban Cleveland, but unless I had like a really really good gig to go to, I don't necessarily long to move back. Though I still support all my teams. I still love the city. I'm still right. very proud of the city. But it's just like that was just a part of my life. That's that's done now. And you know, this is the Cincinnati's the family part. It's just I don't know weird that way, I guess. So um yeah. So that's uh, it, man. Yep. So, so real Rob just got renewed a couple of days ago. Yes, sir. So that's, yeah, we're all. Uh, that's good news. We 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 you know we we kind of we had good, like hopes for that. But hearing it announced at the you know television uh, critic association, it was huge for us, man. It was it was uh, it was really cool, and to hear you know Ted Sarandos from Netflix actually, it wasn't broadcast, but I was I was watching a live tweet of it. Yeah. He said some really nice things about our show. You know, like he, he said some really complimentary things. It was just really cool to, you know, man. Netflix is the place to be, and they just they're so behind their artists. They are so. Um, it's like uh, it's so amazing to work for. I have so many friends that work in network, and the conversations we have at night are—it's unbelievable how much freedom we have compared to. I was going to say what it, everyone it, else is dealing with. It really is a new paradigm because, um, you know, a lot of the I, I hear, and I think FX on the cable side kind of started this with um, Louis Show, <laughs> but it's really a thing. It's like. You know, the only issues ever come up maybe standards and practices, but other than that, they leave you guys alone, and that's thankfully becoming yep. more a more popular business model for people. It is, isn't it? I what I also find amazing is that with Netflix, it seems like you can. Fi- it's easier to find your audience, even with Lulu was a 
amazing show. It's a huge success story, like huge hit. And with ours, I think we all, we needed Netflix as a platform to become successful because it just helped with all of Rob's fans like finding a place to go. It's almost like computerizing into their magic formula our show, as opposed to if it was just on Wednesdays at eight. Like I don't know. Yeah, that's I think true. some people would have watched it, but it's on all the time. And I, you know, I can. My favorite thing is that I can. I'm, I, I hope I didn't say this last time I talked to you because I I said to a couple people recently, but. I love knowing that I can I can walk down the street. I'm walking right now. There's a guy walking towards me. He's uh, he's on his iPhone and he's got earbuds in. I can walk up to him and say, "Hey, can I show you my TV show?" Yeah. And in two minutes, I, was I could be say, playing episode one for him. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say the 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 mobile capability for Netflix, especially like you know, okay, FX. You could probably try to find Louis' show on the FX app, but a lot of them it's like a pain in the ass. But Netflix... Yeah, dude, you, 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 you it click it in, it loads, it's like it, a one-minute clip. Exactly. You're like, what the... Yep, sorted. You're, you're good to go. Yeah, that's the thing. And the thing with, with these broadcast networks, continue to shoot themselves in the foot. ABC, you have to have cable to use their app if you want to catch up on Modern Family on your phone. And you have to have a certain cable company. It can't just be any cable company. It's a certain list Is of... Is that right? That's yeah. crazy. So, deleted that app, get that get that out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I know, man. And the other thing is, like, with with artists, like, you know, not that I'm some, not that I'm some artist where I won't, you know, I, I, there are certain things I, I won't do, whatever. But I love the fact that there's a certain point that we did this in the beginning because it was fun, and there really are things that we stop doing, even if they're lucrative, because they are no longer fun. And I know so many people where they brought their show to certain places and. Just stop being fun, man. Like this is supposed to be. Oh man, Rob told me this amazing quote the other day. I don't want to ruin who who said it to him. I think it was Sid Caesar, somebody, and he said to him, "If you have a show on TV and you know you hand him the script, if the day it airs, there's anything even remotely similar to what you wrote down on that piece of paper you handed them, that's a huge success." Oh yeah, yeah. The, the uh... you. Saving any piece of it from, you know, the corporate, you know, permanent marker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It used to be terrible. They, uh, they, they all, you know, they're famously the scene from uh, the Doors movie. You know, can you change it to girl? We can't get much better. Can you dig it? You know, that's that's a real thing. Right. That's just that's not it wasn't put in there for fun. That you know, the Smothers Brothers famously uh, getting yanked off the air for stuff like that. It's, it's such a different time we live in. Dude, it is, man. And it's, it's just so fun. I was at a show last night. I'm in uh, Sunnyvale, California right now, which doesn't that just sound like a nice place? It does. It just doesn't <laughs> sound like it sounds it's like a really, beautiful name. It sounds like really and good to be here. half the people at the show came because of season one. And it's just such a crazy thing how Netflix has, as opposed to other networks, it has, like, fans like, you never hear somebody go like, dude, CBS, man. That's but right, Netflix yeah. is almost, it has a little bit of a, you know, like a cool, people like Netflix and they're willing to give, they trust them. Yes. And if they approve, if Netflix has an original series, which we are, you know, they, they're willing to give it a shot. Where CBS, you're like, oh my God, you guys have screwed me in the past. Yeah. It better be good. <laughs> yeah, but Netflix, they're pretty reliable. That's funny you say that because you look at a lot of the promos they do for these shows on like a CBS or an NBC and you look at the promo and you go, no, pass. But something pops up in your Netflix stream. Yep. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I liked, you know, um, 
well, we're streaming through Friday Night Lights right now, which isn't a Netflix show necessarily, but it's available there. And so you like this, you'll like this. I'm like, okay, well, I'll try it at least. And uh, sometimes it works so out, great. and sometimes it's BoJack Horseman. That's and so, the best. <laughs> but, um, you know, I have not seen that. Is that, is that worth a, a shot? Bo my Jack daughter, my daughter yeah, my daughter loves it. And I went through a couple episodes, and I'm like, eh. And, and it's one of the things, I like everybody in it. But it, it just hasn't taken yet. But it's I, I can only concentrate on a few things at a time. So maybe once we knock out Friday Night Lights and I get through Mad Men, uh, there's so many things in my queue, including Real Rob, which is only eight episodes, right, from the first season. That's still on the list. I have a list in Google Docs. Shows yeah. I must watch, and that's one of them. But um, oh, Nice, man. Because Rob's been I on the show. I hope you enjoy it. I'm telling you, man, season two, we, we sent some stuff out to people for, for feedback. We're feeling pretty good about it. And... Uh, but man, season two takes it up a, a whole other level. It's almost like, you know, because the cast just knows each other so well, and the right. writing staff knows each other so well. By writing staff, I mean me, Rob, and his wife. That's it. <laughs> we just like take off right where we left off, and it's it just takes it up a, to to another level. I'm so so psyched about this next one, man. So it's it's a fictionalized version of Rob's life, correct? Is that? Yeah. So okay. There are elements of truth, a lot of truth in there. But uh, it is exaggerated. But man, there's a, there's a lot of truth. Almost every idea comes from something that happened, and yeah. it, it's making it a little bit crazier to be maybe a little funnier. We do that, but sure. Like in the first season, you know, the, the big one is Rob. It's like everyone's favorite episode is episode four. It's called VIP treatment, and it's about how celebrities, you know, get get amazing treatment sometimes, and also yeah. get really bad treatment sometimes for being famous, you know, like getting overcharged or things like that. And okay. he like hit a guy with his car. Rob was driving through, I think it was Vegas, and he hit this guy with his car, like sort of a a guy wandering around and um, drinking a beer, like a, kind of a homelessish guy. Yeah. And the cops came and were like more worried about Rob than the guy on the ground. And that's <laughs> like a true story. Wow. That's a real story. I mean, that sounds like a crazy something you would come up with in a writer's room. Yeah, yeah. That came up because we were looking for a beginning, and I said to Rob, do we need a better beginning for this episode? Like, tell me some stories. I literally said, like, tell me some stories. And he goes, oh, once I hit a guy, and they, you know, like, stepped over his body to give me, like, a bottle of water, and were asking <laughs> me about my movies. I'm like, holy, dude, that's gold. <laughs> and that's in there. That's amazing. Is, uh, does, I know Rob's very well-read. He's very up on social and political issues. Does any of that stuff find its way in at all? Because I know he travels around the country. He was here in Cincinnati a couple years ago at a rally uh, supporting union workers, um, you know, because he's in the uh, Actors Union, of course. He's oh, wow. Guy. Yeah, yeah. That was um, a long So I'm sure there must be some crazy stories uh, along those. You should mind those if you haven't already. Good. It's a good suggestion. We have – there is, I don't think, one – mention of politics this season is more about family and, and career and yeah sort of having a wife that suddenly starts to you know if you've ever had a friend that this happened to or if it ever happened to you it's always interesting where the wife starts to become more successful than the guy okay it's, it's sort of that type of season we yeah, have something yeah. like that happening That's and cool. um and it, you know that, is, that has a tiny basis in uh some stuff that really happened too you know like uh Rob's wife is really talented. She's starting to get commercials and stuff, and so nice. it's interesting because he's the actor, right? But every once in a while, she gets like a thing, and so that's that's it's more of what it's about. So we don't really get political. We don't we don't we wanted to keep well, it, you know, I, like as evergreen as possible. Too. Sure, sure. 
Well, I wasn't thinking so much that so much. I just think that just the fact that he would go to a rally for whatever reason oh, okay. might provide some... Commu- I like that. Yeah, not not like talking about necessarily what the issue was. I don't remember what the issue was. But it, okay, it I see what you're do- saying. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It had something to do with actually where my wife works at P&G. Uh, they were going to force workers, I don't know what to do... They go through some kind of inspection. It might even have been about drug testing, but it doesn't even, you know, and that could even be an evergreen issue, but you could make it more generic than that. And just that he traveled to Cincinnati to go to this rally, and I'm sure some crazy shit that was just nothing to do with politics probably happened while he was here because, you know, get, get Josh needing a cameo role there? Sorted. <laughs> That's not bad, man. I like that. It's yeah. going in the notes for season three. All right. There we go. I got my I got my credit in IMBD one of these days. Um, yeah, when Rob when Rob is on the show, I kind of like uh, he was he went on a, a, a length about politics and stuff, and and I and I just threw this thing at him. I said, well, yeah, well, how do we make that funny? And he kind of got a little upset with me, and he goes, well, this is a podcast. Like we talk about this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, we can, we can. That's you're, and we do talk a lot about politics on my show. In fact, my dumb bit this week is the the Republican sent my wife a, a questionnaire, and I'm going to read it on the air uh, and kind of answer the questions. Uh, the way I would answer them. So, uh, oh, that's cool. So yeah, we talk about that kind of stuff. I was gonna actually gonna fill it out for her, but then it's it has a barcode and it has her name on it, so I didn't want to do that. But I will read it on the air and just kind of get you know to some of the things they're discussing. But so, yeah, I'd be interested to know it's on there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting the things they care about. They're asking if they they they, they list issues. Should we care about these issues? And two of them in the same question are abortion. <laughs> And like, look, guys, wow. look, guys, I get the argument, and we can talk about it, sure, but you don't have to put it on there twice. And the other shit is, is, is all the is, the is the crazy bullshit, like gay marriage, like you know, fuck it, leave that alone. <sighs> You're done. It's over. <laughs> but um, anyway, oh, dude, I, I'd love to see that thing. I digress. Well, I'll, I'll send you a link. This show, this will, this will drop Sunday, so you can listen to the show. Uh, you just download it and listen to the. Yeah, show man, tell me, please do, please email yeah. me a link. I would love that. Um. So anyway, I digress. Getting to your stand up. I know you always you talk about what's going back on with your me. life and your yeah, and your family. Me. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, what kind of things are you talking about on stage these days? Is it uh, more showbiz kind of related stuff since you're kind of more immersed in that world uh, on a on a regular basis, or is it still you know you know uh, the everyman kind of thing that you've been you do so well? You know, it's it's still the everyman thing, but I think what's different, especially in the last year, as I you know, develop a new hour that I'm working on. It seems to be about, I feel like I'm, I'm getting good at like last night, man. Like, cause I'm in like the San Francisco Bay area, a lot of young people at my shows and I'm, I'm 40 now, you know, okay. but last night I, I was, I was happy because I do really well with, you know, parents and, you know, thirties, thirties, forties parents. I talk about a lot of just, yeah, like life stuff, man. And just, sure. you know, I used to be the most patient person in the, I, I was like the quintessential patient person like nothing annoyed me like nothing anyone could do would annoy me i would just walk around like, and i swear man like i can be in the best mood in every fucking thing, like everything that anyone does like my neighbor the other day he was jogging by and he stopped to talk to me and like jogged in place while we were talking and i wanted to like back my car over him it was like the most <laughs> annoying thing anyone's ever i'm like dude just stop jogging for a second like just stop and talk to me, or just keep going. Don't don't jog it. And I don't know. So it's more like that, like like getting to. I don't know this point in your life where you're, you know, you're you're a guy that's been around for a long time, and you yeah. just want you want everyone to know. I want everyone to know what they're doing. 
Like, I want the guy in front of me to know how to pay for his groceries. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't want him to take out his credit card right, after. Right. Yeah. Like, what, did you, were you surprised by the fact that they're charging you? Like, And, dude, I'm not <laughs> even doing jokes for my act right now. I'm just telling you, like, this is just today. Yeah. This is just, like, who I've become. I've become almost like this this person that's annoyed, and I need everything done perfectly. That, that's weird. And so, because... yeah, but, but to answer your question, more the everyman thing, you know? Yeah, that's weird because... um. Well, my wife and I have always said the thing that really bonds us and unites us is that we hate the same things. So going to the grocery store oh, yeah, is, okay. so, is so fun because we just, yeah. so just like somebody will be in the aisle and they'll do something and she'll just look at me with this look like, what the hell? Or when we go to the casinos, another one, these people that bang on the, rub the machine screens and bang on the buttons, my wife will just look at me and open her eyes just slightly and it just is so funny. But that being said, I'm less annoyed now as I'm, I'm 50 and I'm less annoyed and more amused by things now. I finally reached that age of mellow where it's like, eh, like my daughter, she has my old car, and I like that car a lot, but I noticed a couple of things on it the other day. People scraped the bumper. And instead of yelling at her, I'm like, you know, what the hell are you going to do? I mean, there's nothing, nothing it's, it's an old 200,000 miles on this goddamn car. What, what am I going to do, yell at her about it? Be more careful. Fuck it. You know what, dude? You're, you're touching on something very interesting to me. I, 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 I'm being sincere. Yeah. Like, I have a house now that I just bought where... I live in Alaska now. I don't think I, I don't think I lived in Alaska last time we talked. No, I'm trying to remember. No, but um, we can get back to that in a minute. But okay. yeah, I, like my house, like I don't care about. It's funny. I'm getting better at stuff like that. Like where, like my wife bought this bought this uh this rabbit, you know, like a pet rabbit. Yeah. Like she bought this rabbit to some woman. Every time I come home, there's just a new animal at my house. Like that's what <laughs> other women buy purses. My wife buys animals. And she bought this rabbit because some lady on Craigslist was like, I'm going to make this into stew. Oh, my God. If someone doesn't buy this rabbit and posted this cute picture. And so my wife bought this rabbit about a month ago. And, dude, my only question is, do you know how to make rabbit stew? Because I'm actively looking for a recipe. <laughs> I'm so done with this rabbit. Because the rabbit, like, is chewing shit in our brand new house. No, that's He's like, good. He, like, has done at least $2,000 worth of damage easily in a month. Easily. Like, in... But, you know, stuff like that, I'm more like you're saying with your car. I'm like, hey, dude, like, we're not selling our house anytime soon. Who gives a shit? The kids like the rabbit. Like, like yeah. with my own stuff, I'm okay. It's strangers that I hate. All yeah. of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my wife says, I don't know what I, it is. My wife says this at least, at least three or four times a day. God, I hate people. So, so yeah. Yeah, so, dude. So, so why Alaska? It's amazing. And I think you're, well, Alaska, I actually met my wife in Alaska 13 years ago ah. doing a stand-up comedy show. I was working for her father. He owns a, a bar up there, and she was a waitress. And I was like, man, like it was a great gig. And so I was like, if I marry her, I could probably work here at least once a year. Yeah. So that'll be good. And I love her. And um, so she's she's literally, we live in Fairbanks, Alaska. It's just wow. an, an absolutely beautiful, really, really good, good vibe, small town. I mean, it's a great place. And she's wanted to move back there literally since the day we met. She said, hey, I know we can't live here. You're a comic. You got to live where you got to live. And then just recently, man, you know, like when you get to a certain point in comedy sure. and in your life, I say, hey, you know, I'll do I'll do your, I'd love to do comedy at your club, but I got to fly from Alaska and it's got to fit into my schedule. And just as things get a little bit better, you can make some life decisions yeah. along with the decisions, you know, and just decide. We're like, hey, dude, we're going to be happier living here. And I do. Sometimes, you know, other comedians give me shit like, dude, come on, man, you gotta live in like the big city, and I'll go, dude, we're Real Rob, premieres on Netflix. 
That's yeah. 2003, you know, like in 2017, or we don't know the exact date, but the 21st century, you know, like it's it's, it obviously is going okay. Obviously, yeah, and you're right, 21st century, man. You can Skype, you can whatever you got to do, airplanes. Well, that's why Josh lives in Cincinnati because he can just. And uh, another guy, Gary Owen, is a guy. uh, He's a Cincinnati guy, and he moved back here to raise his family because he's like, shit, I'll just go if I need to do an audition. He knows people in town. I'll film it, send it, done. Yep. yep. Dude, and he probably told you this, but the other hilarious thing is when you do live out of town, they don't, they're not sick of you. They don't see you for every audition. Uh, and when you send a tape, if you screw it up, you erase that one and yeah. send them a different one. That, uh, but if you're live, there's nothing you can do. See, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a, it's, <laughs> I don't see any negative with, with taping cool. an audition. It's a positive. Good for him, man. And dude, you just feel like when you, in, in my opinion, some guys love it, but when you wake up, in New York City, which is a great city, but if the yeah. only reason you moved there was to do comedy, then you wake up at work every day. You yeah. literally wake up at the office. Oh, yeah. And you're like, fuck, like every day. And now I feel like, this is one observation me and my friends are making. Isn't it amazing that in New York City and in, in, uh, in Los Angeles, like say you're a lawyer and you go in, you're looking like, you know, they, they put out that U.S. news that tells you how much you know, you'll start making as a lawyer in certain cities. Yeah, it yeah, tells yeah. you, like, oh, your starting rate in this city will be this much. Right. If you look at, like, New York and L.A., it's a lot. Like, it'll be, like, 90,000, 100, 150. And if you look at, like, Omaha, Nebraska, it might be, like, 60. It's less. Yeah. For comedians, when we start out, you move to the most expensive place. Oh, yeah. And you make the least. That's, yeah. So, like, as a comic, you can make a shitload of money as a as a novice comic working the road, like, working a, col- a community college in Omaha will literally pay you almost a, like 50 times you'd have to do 50 spots in the city oh, yeah. to work at community college in Omaha. So it's very, very difficult. I mean, it's a tough it's a, it's a tough deal if you're a family dude. Like, if you're a comic comic, you know, they love that shit. I can't do that. You know, I can't, I don't do that type of thing. Yeah. But we're, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with the kids and the wife, not hanging out with the guys in clubs. I've just always been that guy that, like, kind of wants to, I want to go when I'm invited, and I want right. to go home when I'm done. Oh, I hear you, man. I totally hear you. Well, I talk- feel that way with women, too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, want, I want to be invited. Unless yeah. I've paid a lot of money. There you go. Well, Sanzo, you're living the dream, man. Um, like I said, this will be in City Pages in print uh, The when you're up there in Minneapolis, or down there, actually, if you're coming from, from Alaska. Uh, down there in Minneapolis. You know how there. excited I am to go to Minneapolis? Now, this may sound like something I would say everywhere. Yeah. It's not true. I am so excited to be in Minneapolis. Because in Alaska, we don't have any, like, stores. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have a Target. I mean, there's, there's like, a Starbucks and there's a Walmart, which I don't like to go to. But, dude, I'm going to be in a freaking mall. We don't have a mall. And I'm going to be in the biggest mall. I think it's the biggest mall in America or second biggest. I'm so excited, man. I'm going to bring just one outfit and pack my suitcases with things. There you go. I'm very excited. (laughs) It's the way to do it, man. It's a great club. All right. Well, this will drop Sunday, and I'll send you a link to it, and uh, you can promote it on your end. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, good talking to you again, and hopefully we'll get you down here in Cincinnati sometime as well. You've been here before, haven't you? Always a pleasure, man. Okay. I have. I recorded my first CD at Go Bananas Comedy Club. There you go. All right. Well, we'll the triumphant return of Jamie Lissa. One of the best comedy clubs. Yes. Hands down one of the best comedy clubs in the country. And been there for a long time. Yep. Just has like that. That vibe, I'll, um, and, you know. I, hopefully, I'll be back. Hopefully, yeah. he'll hear this, and I'll be back. I'll um, I'll put the, Mike, if you're listening, I'll put a bug in Mike's ear. Mike doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> put a call in.
but uh, this but I'll I'll message him. I'll message. Him. I'll say hey. I'll Jamie's interested, and then uh, and uh, I'll uh, send him a note. I'll send him a note. I will. All right, cool, man. All right, well, good. I think, I think right, one of the guys I suggested uh, to him last oh. year, Brian Scalaro, is going to be here this week, and Brian's never been here. And I know that I suggested last year. I said, hey, I'm just passing this along. Brian would love to come to Cincinnati. He's never been here, and turns out we they had an open week and they dropped him in there. So. Oh, that's fantastic, man. Yeah, so well, pass, cool. Well, I hope to along. see you there soon, then, man. All right, cool. It'll be great. Thanks, Jamie. All right, man. All right, bye-bye. Thanks again to Jamie Lisso for being on the show. You can catch Jamie. Let's see here. Let's check his schedule. He's going to be at the Improv in Addison, Texas. I'd look that one up. I, I reckoned it was a suburb of Houston or Dallas. It's a suburb of Dallas. He's there August 11th through the 14th, of course, at the House of Comedy, as we discussed, August 17th through the 21st. And he's at the Comic Strip in Edmonton, August 24th through 28th. He also has shows coming up in Harrisburg, VA, and Houston, Texas. Details to come. And don't forget to catch Real Rob on Netflix. For all things Jamie Lisso, go to jamielisso.com and Lisso is spelled L-I-S-S-O-W. All right, so we're going to, um, I don't feel like doing the, the credits again this week. I'm being lazy. Um, and I, I'm, I reckon, I haven't recorded the dumb bit yet, but I reckon it's going to run a little bit longer than usual. Um, hopefully not. But anyway, song of the week, Zelda Day. Don't know much about Zelda Day, uh, but here's what I do know. I know I heard her in a clothing store down in Florida when we were on vacation, and uh, as I was actually uh, babbling here, uh, vamping, I guess they say, uh, I discovered that uh, she is from Pine Top, Arizona, and this is actually her second album. It's called Kicker. It was released last year around this time, June 29, 2015, but the single we're about to hear, Mustang Kids, came out this year in 2016. So, uh, And you, when you hear it, you'll think, oh yeah, I could totally hear this in a clothing store. I believe you were in Aeropostale, maybe... Um, What's the other ones my kids shops at? I don't know. But anyway, uh, pretty cool song. Kind of intense. Kind of some intense subject matter. But um, I think you're going to enjoy this. This is Zella Day, Mustang Kids, our song of the week on BF's Tape Recorder. So long and thanks for listening. Got drugs, got the sun and the moon We got big city plans, but it always rains And the sheriff is a crook that knows me by name I said, mama was a saint and daddy was a criminal I grew up in a trailer with dreams of fucking cinephones Now I'm making money, experimenting with chemicals The fact that I'm alive is why I still believe in miracles